Welcome back to Bible study. We, I think I can confidently say this will be our final uh, uh, in this study on uh, Philippians. We're in Philippians chapter 4. Uh, we're going to read from verse, John's going to read from verse 15. But first I'll just say, welcome John, welcome Derek. And it's been a very fruitful few weeks, hasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Studying Philippians. And we, we'll read through to the end from verse 15 and then um, we'll probably also do a summary because if you have a really good memory, you'll, you'll remember John's summary a few weeks ago. We'll revisit that. Over to you, John. Okay. Uh, chapter 4, beginning at verse 15. Now you um, Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed I have all, indeed I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the thing sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory for ever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, but especially those who, have the Caesar's, who are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, again for the opportunity we have uh, to, to study week after week uh, these amazing words that were written by Paul to the Philippian church and that are so relevant to us today. And Lord, we pray that we'll hear from you. You'll speak to us while we're studying uh, for this hour. And we um, ask, Lord, that that will be our experience, that you will meet all our needs. And for those who are um, in great need watching this program, we, we ask that uh, they may reach out to you in faith and uh, they will know their contentment, the peace, the, the assurance of salvation first and foremost, but also that you would meet uh, their needs, our needs this day. Amen. Mm. Amen. I can hardly believe, oh, I've nearly dropped my Bible. I can hardly believe we've, <coughs> we've got to the end because mm -hmm. it, it's been such a rich, um, we were talking last week about, you know, the, the account being credited. You know, I often think of, you know, Righteousness is credited to us. It's, it's a wonderful thing. My dad always used to say, I'll put that in your skyrocket. <laughs> you know, I never visited my dad without him giving me something. That's what a father gives good gifts um, to us. And Paul is just sort of expressing it to the church. But I can't digress before we've even started. So let's start, um, Derek. Where, where, which verse should we pick up on? Well, he, he's, he's, of course, in verse 15 and 16, he was just saying how faithful they've been in their giving. It wasn't just like one-off giving. 
they have been faithfully partnering with Paul, supporting him. They've had the vision, of course, that Paul is, is a, a, a great apostle of God that, and they want to get behind the gospel. And I think, you know, we are giving, given marching orders by Jesus Christ, the Great Commission, to mm. get the gospel mm. to the end of the earth and, and to disciple. And we, not all of us, are, are called to be preachers, obviously, but we're all called to be part of the Great Commission. We do our own witnessing, but also we pray. Uh, and it's interesting, even in 1 Timothy 2, he talks about pray for those in authority, okay, so that we might have a peaceful society, so that, because God wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. In other words, we, we pray for a peaceful, you know, society so that the gospel can go forth. So the, the Great Commission is fulfilled through our prayers mm. and also through our financial support of the work of the church and of the work of different ministries who are getting the gospel out. Yeah. And, and so we're, we're all meant to be partnering together. Mm. To, we all play a different part, but we're all meant to be partnering together. And the Philippians really are, are held forth as an example of those who don't just give the odd you know, pound in the offering, but they are sacrificially giving because they have the vision of getting the gospel out and God's given them the Apostle Paul that they can, there are other people no doubt preaching the gospel, but mm. God has hooked them up with the Apostle Paul and they're being faithful in that. And as he goes on, he's holding them forth as, you know, he's excited by their giving, not just that he says in verse 17, that I, for my own need, you know, and, uh, you know, it's great to, to have that, but he's in his, you know, wonderful unselfishness, He's excited because he knows they're going to mm. receive the blessing from supporting him. Uh, fruit that abounds to their account. So that shows that we all, as it were, have a, an account. Yeah. Uh, treasures in heaven, Jesus talked about. I, I'm a great believer in eternal rewards. Yeah. That ev whatever we do now in our service for the Lord, the Lord isn't obliged. It, it's not rewards are not wages that we earn because there's an interesting story where this servant does all that, all a lot of stuff, I think it's in Luke 17, yeah. and, and he just says, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm unworthy of any special recompense. Mm. When we serve God, when we give to God, when we give to missions, when we love God and obey God, we're only doing what we ought to do. That's right. But God in His graciousness, yeah not to pay our wages, but in His graciousness, He chooses to reward us. That's right. That's and right. so it's a, an, another manifestation of grace. So He is saying... But not, oh, it's not universally the case, so, so not everyone um, in this life, you know, some have really terrible no, you know, I'm persecution. No, I'm talking eternal rewards. Oh, no question about yeah, it. There, there are blessings, we do reap what we sow, but as you say, right. primarily it's a fulfilment yeah. In eternal, uh, what I love, the, the by measure the way. of eternal life yeah. we will enjoy. What I love, uh, you know, studying <clears throat> these scriptures and we're talking together and it comes out um, is that there's, there's a great spiritual enterprise with all the parts, as it were, working in tune and the gospel is going out and it, it's, you know, there are plenty of sort of business management magazines that, that have sort of taken 
the model, as it were, and they would have a, a sort of sales division and a marketing division and a logistics division and a finance division and the like. But actually, um, if you put it in the context of the church, you know, and it is a spiritual enterprise, all of those elements are there. That that the the there is, as it were, the resourcing, the human resources department. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's as though, um, and, and yet it's organic. It's, it, there's something um, that the Holy Spirit has inspired just from this little seed, as it were, of, of the church. Uh, um, and through Paul, now I'm going into summary territory here now, but you know, the Lord just led Paul um, and the early apostles and the foundations of the church were laid and great obstacles were put in the path and of course the enemy would have tried to strangle at birth if he could persecute the Christians but God's word has endured to us today and the same principles apply mm. that, that we need the Philippians to be supporting the ministry as it were we, we need we need the the Pauls who are out there, we, you need the apostles, evangelists, pastors, and the like. Um, uh, so uh, it, it's, it's cohesive, isn't it? You can see that there, the, the God's hand in the whole process has led us um, here to be, you know, with all the modern technology. Um, we're just part of that continuum of God's plan, the Great Commission, mm. reaching uh, to all people and then the end will come mm. this gospel of the kingdom yes and the fruit if can you imagine the fruit of paul's ministry yeah it may not have looked enormous at the time you yeah. know but the the huge fruit of his ministry that continues yeah and and what he's saying is because you've partnered with me you're going to have a share in that fruit yeah. you're going to yeah. have a share we don't even know what that in means in a way, but it, basically they have account an account, and because they're investing, making yeah. a very good investment yeah. in Paul, yeah. they will receive a tremendous fruit or interest. Yeah, I think the rewards investment. is 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 an important element. Uh, you know, the God God is no man's debtor; he he will reward you know those who serve him. It's hard to store up their treasure in heaven. Yes, really begin it, to think what it, they might be or how they might. Yes, because there's. I love the hymn that says, "Casting all our crowns before Him, yes. lost in wonder, love, and praise." So, yeah, we'll receive the rewards, but probably by that time, as it were, you know, we'll be completely immersed in God's glory and presence. It's it. It's not the kind of carnal motivation no, is they're, it? they're not we're looking at they're here. not extrinsic rewards like the kind of in Islam for instance mm. you know you get you get to uh, I don't know eternal sex with yes you know or whatever but the rewards are kind of like in if in this life you are seeking to be closer to God then in eternity you will have that greater uh, closeness to God mm. if you're seeking to serve God in this life there will be greater opportunities mm. to serve God. Yeah. Out, so in other words, it's, it's according to, you know, as you, as you have been faithful to God, you will be given, you'll yeah. be entrusted yeah. with more. 
and and greater degree of glory. Right. Everyone That's in right. heaven will be perfectly happy. That's right. Right, but as Paul says, as the stars shine with different degrees of glory, yeah. so we will we will be filled to our capacity. Yeah. But if we have given ourselves to serve God now. Yeah. Yeah we will have a greater capacity for the joy, for the glory, for the authority yeah. of God. Yeah. And I do believe that everything we do in this life That's right. has, will have eternal significance. And, and we are preparing f for our future eternity. So I want to bring, bring John in, because I know you're good on Ephesians, so I'm going to throw <laughs> another Google. You always get the Googlies, because I have time to think of my question while, while uh, Derek's talking, so I throw them at you. So in Ephesians you know, 1, 18, it, it says, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, yes, which is sort of, um, and I totally agree that, that we have we have this inheritance awaiting us because we're co-heirs. Mm -hmm. But the, the way Paul writes it in, in Ephesians, it's, it's as though we, um, we are giving something to the, the bride, the bride, the, the, sorry, to the, the bridegroom. We are offering something to him. So the, the great, greatest reward is almost sort of part of this passage that something's credited to our accounts in our giving to the Lord, so we're rewarded in, um, for the gift that we've given to him, if you can follow me. Yes, because as we looked at last week in Proverbs, it says you know, he gives to, to the poor, lends to the Lord. Yeah. So, um, which means who are the poor? Somebody who has a need yeah. at that time, they're, they're poor, and you help to meet that need, and you lend it to the Lord, and the Lord repays. Yeah. And it says here, it's in Ephesians, mm. yes, in verse one eighteen, that you may know... So, so I pray that the eyes of your hearts yes, may be enlightened. be enlightened. That you may know. You know, we really need to hang out Badger the Lord for yeah. this. Yeah. It, it, this is a, a, an apostolic prayer. It's, it's divinely inspired, and therefore it must be possible for it to be fulfilled. Mm. And I, I would venture to suggest that very few have, have, have reached what this prayer promises. It clearly, these things are clearly available, otherwise, it wouldn't be there. It must be possible to know what is the hope of his calling, beyond any yeah. shadow of doubt. It must be possible to know what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Yeah. And it must be possible to know what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. According to so I just want to pick up power. on his inheritance, because it's not saying your inheritance. No, it's his so inheritance. I, I'm not in any way diminishing our inheritance, but I want to... Throw the other side of it that there's something of a great reward, as it were, that the Lord is going to get yes, in us. That's right. We are His inheritance. All us born again believers through yeah. time mm. yeah. are His inheritance. Yeah. And and that is, I'm I'm, I'm only asking it because I remember there was a chap called um, T. Austin Sparks who used to write about this, and you can get, you can get a little bit too deep in in it, but um, there's there's something. Um, appealing to the carnal mind and the carnal heart that we'll get something out of this that motivates you. Yes. But there's something spiritual that's uh, to the spiritual mind, the spiritual man, which is saying, um, 
we're not motivated by that. We're motivated by what the Lord will get out of it. Do you see my point as a kind of emphasis? And um, therefore, yes, I totally agree we get the rewards, but there's a sort of higher motivation as to what glory and blessing and reward we can give to um, I think it's a two-way thing. I, I think you can... It is it possible is, two to ways. put the emphasis... It's two. It, yeah, it, there's both here. Yeah. And I think we, it's important to recognise that. Let's back up a bit to, to um, verse 17. Um, verse 16. I also see it in this verse in Philippians, which we'll get back to. I, I yeah, just no, see something within no, that the, there, there is. crediting to the there, it, there is, absolutely. I think there's no doubt for it. Um, well, let's go up to verse 15. He's writing to the church at Ephesus, but in a sense we can see his heart towards the church at Philippi as well, yeah. um, and elsewhere. Um, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, church at Ephesus, um, and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention, you, uh, making mention of you in my prayers. And this is what he prays, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory, may give to you... So it's gifts again. Give to you, yes. Um, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that. I want that. Mm. And this is picked up in, 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 in Philippians, that we may know him. Yeah. This is the point, that we may know him. So to this the, the crediting to the account. Yes. There's a lot in that credit. That's right. There. They may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. I really yeah. want that. Yeah. And, and that will result in the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, mm. that you may know. Now it's on to what is the hope of his calling. Mm. He's the one that's done the calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? He, he, he calls us into something which is part of his inheritance. Mm. That's what it's suggesting. Yeah. And, and because he's the Lord of glory yeah. and we are because his inheritance... Yeah. Exactly. So it does fit in with... I find myself running out of words. No, no, it's fine. I'm so awestruck by it. I mean, we (laughs) often, because we've got Philippians here that's talking about the glorious riches Mm. in Christ. You know, that's verse um, 19. That's definitely, for me, related to verse 17, um, what may be credited to your account. There is this... Boy, you're getting a lot back for what you're giving, as it were. Yeah, the the primary thing is, I guess, the ideal motivation is the glory of the Lord, that Jesus has given his blood, he's given his life, Mm. what for? Mm. For the joy set before him, for that harvest of souls. He's purchased all these souls. He's paid this unimaginable price. Mm. And... For this inheritance, if you like, of, of all these yeah. saved saints. Yeah. And therefore, if we, if we love the Lord, we want Jesus to get his, yeah. I was going to say money's worth, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. his, his blood's worth, yeah. that, that, that he would not die in vain. Mm. And so we preach the gospel from that motivation that Jesus would get the maximum yeah. inheritance. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Thou, thou uh, who was from, rich. From the human point of view, I know yeah. he's sovereign. Oh, he, over who's saved but ultimately we want him to get that inheritance so this is why the Philippians were partnering with Paul because they knew he was God's man as it were and so 
they they wanted that fruit, that harvest for the Lord, yeah. and as a you know reciprocation, he, they would also receive mm. the the uh, fruit yeah. added to their account. Yes. They would have a share in that partnership of that glory. Wonderful, yeah. isn't it? Like you, when you said what, how much he gave up, the, the verse of that hymn came to mind, thou who is rich beyond all splendor, mm. all for love's sake becamest man or becamest poor. Emmanuel, yeah. um, God with us. It's, it, it's a, a massive, massive um, sacrifice. Yes. Which we've got, uh, as we know in, in Philippians 2, it talks a little bit about it, which we've yeah. spent many hours talking about. Yes. Um, yes, thank you. Um, and this is best understood, isn't it, coming back to the yeah. marriage analogy. I yes. mean, you know, the, the church is the bride of Christ. Mm. And, and what wouldn't a, a, a bridegroom do for his bride if he truly loves her? He'd do yeah. anything and, and, and vice versa. So that, and, and you know, when we get... The, the, the knowing in the biblical sense, you know, when mm. married couples know each other, when they're intimate, this is suggesting the same thing, that somehow it's possible, mm. this prayer in Ephesians, which is uh, totally yeah. relevant to what yeah. we're talking about, um, there's a, the ability to, to know in that deeply yeah. intimate sense, to know the hope of, God, uh, of the Lord's calling, uh, as the husband talks, talks to his wife. Well, that's the point. Know. We're only the bride. Yeah. Um, and so we've got a whole marriage ahead of us, as it were. Yeah, so we're literally just seeing a little snippet, as it yes. were, uh, through the veil, as it were, before we are even married. Yes. Mm. This is where we are now. We're the bride. So, yes. so there's, we won't know everything no, uh, at no, this we stage. Can't. We can't. Mm. Well, it's a good prayer to pray. It is, yes. isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. You may know. It is amazing. Um, Let's keep going, and, and then we'll have time for John's summary at the end, God willing. Yes. Um, quite. Which, where should we move on to? Well, we're on verse 18. Yes. And he's really assuring them, you know, that he appreciates their gift, and it's, yeah. it's filled his need. Yes. You know, indeed, I have all and abound. Mm. I am full, mm. having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you. So he's assuring them that... that what they, their sacrifice has been effectual and, and he's happy and he's really saying thank you, yeah. you know. Uh, but it's interesting, he's acknowledging that although they have given to him, it's actually they've been giving to God. Because yeah. he That's says right. it's a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. So actually when we give to the work of the Lord, we may give to a specific ministry or whatever, but actually the, they, they were correct. They were giving it mm. to God mm. the, to fulfill his purpose in the earth, yeah. to, to spread his kingdom. And so when we give whatever to our church or, or whatever, we need to always remember this is a, we're giving a sacrificial offering to God. This is a, an act of worship when our offerings uh, are, are, are an act of worship to God. To, to promote the gospel and so forth. So they understood that, I think, and he's pointing them out mm. that it, their, that gift wasn't just to him as a human being to meet his needs, but this is actually an offering to God that they've made, and, yeah. and God is well pleased 
mm. with that, with that yeah. sweet-smelling offering. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. It, um, <coughs> Hebrews 13, 16, which is cross-reference, says, But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Mm. So it, 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 it's sharing. You, you're sharing what you've got with somebody or somebody that hasn't. Mm. Um, and that's quite a good way of looking at it, really, isn't it? Because sometimes people feel under pressure to give, and they think, oh, I don't really want to give, you know, for whatever reason. But actually, you're sharing. Yeah, it's semantics. It's playing with words. I, I appreciate yeah, You're sharing that. in common. But you're sharing yeah. in common. Mm. You're, you're sharing out what you have yeah. over and above what you need, yeah. and you're giving it to somebody else who needs it, sharing yeah. it with somebody. And I, I, I rather like that because it all belongs to the Lord anyway. Yeah. The cattle on a thousand hills his. And it's the early the church and acts, the is it? His. They, they shared according yeah. to so the it, what, what any of us have is what the Lord has given us. That's yeah. what it's saying. And, and um, we should share it among, you know, as it's, needed. It's how it should be. But we live in a kind of culture that isn't community-based anymore, is it, no. generally speaking? No. People have their mortgages and their pensions and their bills to pay and the rates and all of that. So, so there isn't the same sense of... Um, well, of course, there is in one sense because we're giving to the state to, to meet the needs of the community, if you know what I mean, in tax and yes, all the rest of it. forget the bit that they steal um, first. <laughs> yes, but, yeah, so, but, but when in the early church, that's, that was, it, it wasn't a, a capitalist model, was it? It was no. very much you yeah. give to, to the church everything. You know, you, and those that pretended that they are given everything were in serious trouble. Ananias and Sapphira, but um, but the problem is, doesn't work. It doesn't work because of the sin of man, as it were, in the modern world. That's right. But it, it did work in the early church. Fair to say, is am I uh, jumping to too many conclusions? I, I just think that um, it 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 worked to an extent with the kibbutz movement in in Israel, but the um, the enforced communist model of, of, of a kind of socialism, it, it, it didn't work. No, that's, yeah. not, that's an interesting point. Yeah. We come back to the problem of law and the problem of law and mankind. The moment you impose law on man, he's predisposed to rebel against it. When, if you use God's model, where you're free to give and share, people will generally give and share. The moment you impose law upon them, they, whoa, 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 whoa. There's something in us. Yeah. And I think what's in us is Christ. It's, uh, you know, the, he's come to set us free, not to be under not this sort of be unrighteous of... legal system. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying all laws are... I don't know why I'm, I'm saying this, except that, yeah, we should be looking to the Lord to supply our needs, not, not the state or, as it were, the system. You know, because well, we it, can go... We, it, it, either way, whether it's a capitalist or, or, or yeah, a, whatever it is. a socialist model, if it isn't sanctified, as it were, right. you, you, it's, um, it's not going to lead you to the Lord. Hmm. I'm here just to throw no. these thoughts no, out. It's, 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 all, we can it's very interesting. It. Very interesting. I, I, and, and of course, the Lord is totally involved in our lives. Yeah. And some people's lives might be a bit grim at the moment. I was reading the account in Exodus the other day, the plagues. And of course, Moses and Aaron, you know, they, 
they tell the Israelites what they're going to do and then they go off to Pharaoh and say, let my people go, you know, we're going to, let us go into the desert for three days and sacrifice to our Lord. And of course we know what happens, Pharaoh says, not blooming likely, you build more bricks, we're going to take the straw, make life difficult for you. Mm. Of course we know the end of the story, but the Israelites at the point didn't. And think how they must have felt. They must have felt, God said he's going to help, but actually things are getting worse. Sometimes things appear to get worse before they get better. Mm. And they often do get a lot worse before they get better. Mm. Which is, I can't think why I've got onto this, but um, the point is that we... Well, it may be more relevant than what I was saying, John. It, it, it <laughs> is that okay. we, no matter what I the know, circumstances, we, should trust we must continue to, to trust, trust his promise the Lord, that, that the Redeemer will come. We have to. That's right. We have to become Job-like. Yeah. To or, know that our Redeemer liveth. That's right. Or... Amram and Jochebed like yeah because sometimes you you can you can think that look you know they're coming for our kids yes and, and so you've got to act in faith that you know if they weren't in faith they would have just let Moses go as it were to the wolves yes and that was the end of God's plan of redemption because they believed in the promise they took decisive action yes um and made sure that you know he was preserved and nurtured ready for the that's right. My one eye is looking yeah. at Derek, that, that, thinking, where right. do, how do we key this back into our, our passage? I, I only picked up on that because of, you know, the sharing in common. If it's, if it's absolutely godly, it's absolutely a brilliant model. And it was for the early church, and it was here for Paul. They there was a provision. It, it wasn't really a communism thing. No. Well, A, it wasn't enforced. But it, it's not like they... Um, they all shared the same bank account or anything. No. They, certain people who had extra gave. houses or yeah. wealth didn't, you know, they gave much more. It's yes. not like they pooled all their resources. No. They still had private ownership. Yeah. But it's just yeah. that like, people like Barnabas and others who, who were fairly wealthy yeah. gave sacrificially so that the common, there was more in the common pot to, to help right. the poor. That's right. But That's it, right. some people think they, they actually literally became a kind of communist type community. A kind of cult or no. something. Yeah. It wasn't like I have come across end times sects or cults oh, yes. where they, their, their requirement is to give everything. Yeah, yeah you lose your own money and you, um, you just become this community. I mean, but that's really, at first hand, I came across it in, in Austria and yeah. it was you literally give everything. Because you give. And, and so there's obviously a guru who's manipulating people to say that, that you will, um, you know, mm. you are obeying the Lord mm. by doing it. Yeah. yeah, okay, that's helpful. That's helpful because it, it said it twice in, in Acts, didn't it, about them giving. Um, they all gave. Um, every, every day they continued to meet together. Forgotten. Oh, yes, it's verse 44. Um, 45, selling their possessions, you're right, and their goods they gave to anyone as he had need. Mm. So it wasn't, it wasn't communism. Yeah, they weren't selling all their possessions. Yes, yeah. Peter they, wasn't Stalin, who, who had so to speak. Yeah. Extra, and it wasn't enforced either. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and Ananias and Sapphira, they only were judged, not because they didn't give everything, but because they lied, they pretended as yeah, if they, they had they given, have, that's right. exactly. you know, everything from this house that they sold. That's it. Um, it, it was the lie yeah. that was exactly. the, the issue. And lying 
to the Holy Spirit, as it were, you know, yeah. when there was a real move of the Holy Spirit. Okay, um, let's keep going. So verse 19 is yep. the big verse, of yes, course. wonderful. And again, it's a case where we take this verse out of context, and I think, you know, fair enough, um, as a general promise, but really we need to read it in context. Yeah. Maybe do first that of first, all. and then I'll take it out. <laughs> yes. Do you want to do it that way around? <laughs> no, no, yeah. not at all. No, do well, you, do it notice he around. says, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in yeah. glory by yeah. Christ Jesus. Yeah. It's interesting that the word supply is, is to fill. Mm. I think he says, you have filled me, and because you have filled me, because you have given sacrificially to God, and because you've, you've, you've blessed me, so you know, uh, not only will f eternal fruit be applied to your account, but, but here and now, God will supply your need. He'll mm. fill your need. Mm. But we, might, we can't necessarily take it out of context and, as, and just say, well, look, I'm not going to do any work. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to claim the promise. Yes. My God will supply yes. all my, you know what I mean? Yeah, classic. Yeah, and and <laughs> it, he, that promise was for them because they were generous because they gave into the gospel and good. they obeyed God in their giving, therefore God gave them the promise that, that God so would, important. would yeah. supply their need that is according to his riches in glory. Consider the ants you sluggard, yeah. as it says in Proverbs. You know, yeah, yeah, people do just take that verse and, so you, you've and got miss to, it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think really good, we can point. claim it in the, to the degree that, you know, that is God's nature, that is God's will. Yeah. He wants to give yeah. generously to us. Yeah. He wants to bless everything, mm. but he does bless the work of our hands. Yeah. And, and so that's what God wants, but um, it, it doesn't automatically apply to us if we are being disobedient yeah. or if we are being selfish, mm. if we are never giving. And again, we this don't really qualify for, for that exactly. verse. So again, it's connecting to verse 17, is that filling of the accounts you know, yes. crediting of their account because of what they, it's Paul writing to the Philippians, you know, in response to what they have done, God will supply, it's a wonderful promise in return, he will supply all your needs. Because that's the nature of fellowship, he said, you yeah. giving and receiving. Yeah. Giving and, so it's, there's reciprocation, there's a fundamental difference between relationship and fellowship, you yeah. see, our relationship with God is entirely based on his grace. Yeah. You know, he basically has given that to us. Yeah. But in our fellowship with God, which governs our experiential enjoyment of the blessings of God, mm -hmm. that depends on our fellowship with God. Yeah. In other words, the more we give to God, the more we're in position to receive from God. That's right. um, it, the, our obedience makes a difference because the more we partner with God, the more we are uh, on the same wavelength as God, if you like, then he is able to... So the, the, the fellowship in, involves giving and receiving. That's right. And the better we are at giving, mm. the more we're in position to receive. There's, there's another way, yet, yet <coughs> another way to look at it, that, um, uh, you know, this... Paul didn't start in his communication with the Philippians um, God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory and this, you know, now that you've got that one bagged as it were, can you help me out? Mm -hmm. it, was, it was very much 
the other way around. Mm. I'm thinking now of agape love as well, where there is, again, in, in our carnal thinking, it does, it does, you think, well, there has to be reciprocation, you know, to, to make it um, sensible. But sort of agape love is, is giving without expecting a return. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I think, yes, yeah. we should be expecting the That's riches the of glory, but, but, but isn't there a higher level of giving yes. that actually is disconnected? Um, so they gave to Paul, not expecting, um, just gave, but the, but the actual principle of reciprocation then kicked in. It wasn't, you do this, you will get that. You know what I mean? The sort of mechanistic approach. Yeah, I think that we, we get back to the problem of thinking of an external Christ here. This yeah. is where that think, how that thinking yeah. flourishes, because we think in terms of an external Christ, who we have to persuade somehow to meet yeah. our needs, to repay us for what we've done. Yeah. But that couldn't be more wrong. Yeah. Christ in us, it's we, he's, we're now living our life through him. Yeah. He is our life. Yeah. And therefore, we don't even have to consider the question. We just give. And, and what comes back will be what comes back or doesn't come Because we have the benefit of hindsight with we the have Philippians. The we we have, know what Paul right. wrote after we they do. gave. But we do. We have the benefit of hindsight, but they didn't but, have that when they gave. It's because our life is no longer our own. Yeah. Um, we don't have to negotiate, as it were, even just mentally, what we yeah. might get back. Yes. It's irrelevant. That's it. Because we're giving out of obedience, yeah. we're giving out of love, yeah. um, the love that's been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, and we may or may not get something back immediately or you know it might just be credited to the account in due course i'll just give you a little anecdote the reward yeah. the reward is not for the giving but for yeah. the obedience how about that yes so i i was i i don't know whether anyone here remembers anchor recordings run by jim harris and he had some wonderful cassette tapes that he used to give out and i, and I visited them once and there was a, a lady there um sticking the labels on these cassette tapes and they were absolutely Perfectly, you know, you know how you can stick yeah. the labels wrongly on these cassette tapes and and I, I said to her Because you know me. I'm a bit of a joker. So I, I said to her wow, you know, you're you know, that's really um, uh, um, You know really precise, you know well done and she said as unto the Lord and um, and I thought she was joking <laughs> You know, I thought well, that's a bit over the top but she absolutely meant it. And this is, again, faithful in the little, you'll be given much. You know, it, she, she was genuinely doing that task, knowing that the, it, was, it was precious ministry from whoever, you know, the, the, the tape was, was preaching there from God's word. And so she wanted to make it special. Mm. There's a reward for that, isn't there? Yeah. Because yeah. she was absolutely doing it in the right way. Well, she wasn't doing it so that someone could say, oh, well, well done, you've done a good job, you know, here's the bonus. It was actually as unto the Lord. Yeah. I, I think both, there is a validity to both, but I yeah. think the primary motivation has to be love. Yeah. That we are giving out of our love for the Lord, yeah. out, of our out of our love for people. We, we want them to hear the gospel. And so we give out of love. But the Bible does promise us 
you know, that if we, we don't know how exactly, whether it's in this life, later, whatever, that's uh, in, up to God. But there will be, he promises it, you know. And, and he gives us that promise to also encourage us yeah. in doing good. That there will, if we, if we sow, we will reap. Mm. Um, mm. And, and so that's like an extra encouragement. But the main motivation is love. When yeah. uh, as soon as it gets inverted, you're, yeah. it's right that that's it. it becomes selfish, you know. That's right. So, but if, if the motivation is love for God and people, then it's not wrong to believe, yes, God will, yeah. I will okay. reap. Yes, you know, is there, is there the, in the scriptures? The, yeah. the yeah. motivation is that God, God will give us that um, reaping, so that we can give more. Yes, you know, I want God to bless me financially, mm. and I, I, I want to be found faithful. Yeah, first of all, that God can trust me with more. Yeah, and I want to to be blessed more because then I can give more. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, uh, I want to get into that positive flow. And, uh, and so it's not wrong as no. long as yeah. it's, it's under the covering of love, yeah. you know. Excellent. I think we've done reasonably well on those verses. We're now, I think, I'm, unless I've jumped the gun, we, we've reached verse 20. Most wonderful little prayer. Verse 20. Again, another of these apostolic prayers. I I would say to our viewers, whenever you come across an amen in your reading, Mm. highlight it, (laughs) because that's a prayer you can Mm. just take out and use. Um, And here's one. It's just so short. You know, prayers don't have to be long. It'd be short. And as we talked, I think it was last week or the week before, about this constant communing with the Lord. What does it mean to pray without ceasing? Uh, Here you are. You can just sit there while you're buttering, making sandwiches for your children or whatever, and say, to, to our God and Father be glory forever and yeah. ever. Amen. What a wonderful oh, prayer. It's so good, isn't it? It's and so you could say good. again, repeat it again course, and again. Uh, course, and you can remember it. It's, it, yes. it. And it's the word of God. And as you repeat it, it'll take root in your heart. And it'll, who knows what it, what it will reveal to you, how yeah. the Lord will yeah. use it in your life. Yeah. But it, it's just a simple prayer. Same as it is in verse 23. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Yes. You pray it's that one, over your family is, every morning. Grace mm. exactly. Lord Jesus Christ be with you Amen. Yeah. yeah. Simple. I agree. Easy peasy. Don't have to have great long lists and although he does Paul does have some other longer yeah, he does. Sort of doxology he type does. things. He, and he now does. unto him who is able to keep Absolutely. from falling. He, yeah. Amen. Amen. But these are Amen. wonderful things yeah. to pray and to, yeah. to tweak, to make and them personal or whatever. Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, yeah. you know, yeah. and such with his judgments. Amen. Yeah. You know, there there are, you're right, they're worth memorizing it, praying. Mm. Absolutely. It it does also fit with the whole passage. Yes, yes, exactly. In other words, ultimately this, our motivation is the glory of God. Yeah. And if that will be our motivation, their motivation in their giving was ultimately for the glory of God, that God would be glorified through the gospel in people's lives. And, and so Paul is, is saying that's ultimately, if our motivation is the glory of God, yeah. th- then even God blessing us, yes. even us receiving all our needs met and God's abundance flowing in our lives, um, that's to the glory of God too. Yes. Yeah. So if, yes. if we can just get our motivation 
to be the glory of God, exactly as he's saying here, yeah. then everything works as it should yeah. work. Yes. You know. Um, An another chorus, in my life, Lord, be glorified, mm. be glorified. This is it, you yeah. see. In, in all that we do, may you be glorified. Mm. That's, that's, uh, that's it, to, to our God and Father. Um, he, ha he hasn't finished yet because he, it's a letter and so he's greeting the folks as well. Um, it is, um, uh, you know, I'm now thinking of all those other prayers yes. where, where the Paul has there, uh, you know, in different letters that he's written. And um, you're quite right. I think we should, we should pray them much yes. more. And maybe also in context. Yes. So when we pray this prayer, we remember all of these. Well, if you're open to the Holy Spirit, yeah. that's what will happen. Exactly. You pray it, and you, then these things will come to mind, yeah. and you'll, you'll add to them. And, and not as a throwaway. Not as a throwaway. Because, you know, we can say, oh, to God, you know, all oh, glory to God, you know. Yes. Yeah. It can be a very Pentecostal thing to say. Yeah, it can. But, um, but I mean, this, this here, to to our God and Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. That's a theme. You know, I think how in yeah. the book of Revelation, this is going on in heaven all yeah. the time. They're throwing down their crowns. This That's is right. just the sort of thing they're saying. Yeah. So it's completely in line with other scripture. And, and it's not what those words are not wasted. No, they're you not know, wasted. You are, and, and, and you really are. There's something hugely powerful about it because uh, surely you, you might say, the Lord has all the glory and power that he needs. <laughs> how, yeah. how is us going to say, saying this make any difference? But it clearly does. Otherwise, he wouldn't ask to do it. Now, yeah. it may be the difference it makes is in us. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the glory to his name, isn't yes, it? Yes, and it's, somehow it's, that comes back yeah. and works in us to reveal more and more of yeah. who he is. Yeah. There, okay, I've just thought of a question, another question. Can we add to God's glory? What do you mean? I was just picking up on what you're saying. I mean, um, I don't think we can. No, but I'm trying think to think of, you know, the, what, the, what is being well, said. Well, in a, in, in a sense we can. Yeah, that's and, what I was trying in, in, Not in an absolute sense. No. I mean, God's glory is exactly. absolute. Whether, whether I, you know, it can't fluctuate. No. It's absolute, it's yeah. there, it's, and, and so nothing it's, can it's change actually it. the glory but, due his name. It's acknowledging him, yes. honouring him. But I think that it may be added to in some way, in a different way, it's added to by us as we are glorified, as we are glorifying God. Somehow that adds to his glory, but it doesn't alter his absolute glory. It's a sort of relative thing. God and all his absolute glory and then God plus his children and the glory that they bring to him. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, right. well, we're part of his glory. So we, yeah. We're created as Im images of God Yes. to glorify him. That's yes. what we're That's right. here to That's do. That's what we're here to do. For yeah. his glory That's to right. be manifested yeah. through us. Yeah. So we, we live for the glory of God. Yeah. If we will, if that's our motivation, then yes. I believe we'll get much better results in our praying. So yes. in other words, we pray to be healed because we don't like being sick, we don't like being weak. But if we will actually get our motivation is, Lord, Lord, heal me for your glory, because yeah. then yes. you will be glorified through my healing. Yes. If, we, if we can actually mm. get that as our primary motive, yeah. of course I want to be healed yeah. for my, se yeah. or my own sake. But if my number one motive is that God be glorified, mm. 
because he's not so glorified when I'm, you know, you know, not well or whatever. Yeah. I, I, or or for God to prosper me for mm. His glory. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, then, with my motivation being correct. Mm. God is free to, to bless me more. The channel's open, as it were. I absolutely agree. Can we read from John 17? <coughs> I, I, not from my wrong version, but John 17, verse the prayer of the Lord Jesus. I think we could go from verse 20 through to verse 24, and it's, it's in context. Twenty to twenty-four. I mean, it means a lot to me actually, because I often think of the fact that we're just—we're not the Lord Jesus, but we're only here for a chapter, and soon we won't be here, and then the message will be carried by our children, by the next generation, and we should be praying for those who will hear the message mm. in faith, um, uh, for the next generation. But the Lord just prays um, uh, from verse twenty to verse twenty-four. How about that, John? Yeah. Okay. I do not pray for these alone but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, and me, and I in you. I beg your pardon, that you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. And then verse 24. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. There's just something about glory there, <laughs> that we are, it is, all glory to God, yeah. but his glory is seen through us. His glory was manifest through the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus was glorified, but it, there is this... Yes, and then we're glorified in Christ, yes. aren't we? So, because we are in Christ. Yeah, yeah. So, I was just trying to unpack yeah. the glory. Um, okay, we're in our last few minutes, so we're going to have to greet all the saints, and we're going to have to fit in John's uh, summary as well. <laughs> so over to you first, uh, Derek, for these last couple well, it, of verses. It, it, yeah, we can probably fairly quickly. Yeah. Obviously, he's showing his love for e every individual saint, so each one is important to him. Greet yeah. every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. So even if they didn't know the Philippians personally, they're all part of one family. They, yeah. they have that revelation. And all the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. That shows that the gospel has even penetrated into the palace of Caesar, of Nero. Yeah. And, um, you know, partly through the soldiers, but also th obviously through servants. the different servants yeah. and people, administrators in the palace, the, the gospel, lo lo to a great, some degree through Paul himself, mm. uh, has really penetrated in, into, the, into the heart of power. Mm. In, yeah. you know, praise God. Absolutely. And so he's encouraging the Philippians, you know, your investment in my ministry, as it were, is really paying off, you know. The, you, and your, this is part of your fruit, you know. The gospel is going into even Caesar's household. Yeah. You know, so he's encouraging them, really. Uh, yes, yeah. wonderful. John, let's, I, I, we remember a few weeks ago, you, you had a, a very 
neat um, summary verse from each chapter. Oh, yes, chapter. I did. I, I remember, yes. yes. Um, that each chapter, there are only four chapters, of course, each chapter has, a, as it were, a principal focus, and there are four attributes of our life in Christ. And it, in chapter 1, we have verse 21, which is, For to me, to Paul, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Yeah. And, and this is, and all the chapter really is, is about that, is how his life is in Christ. Mm. Um, and we'll be able to look at that in more detail when we get to Galatians yeah. 2. Yes. Um, so I think that's a very chapter important two. point. And then we get to chapter 2 and it's verse 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Mm. And so this mind is, uh, we, we, we looked at that and we recognise that it's actually talking about attitudes. Think like Christ thinks. Behave as he behaved. Um, let him be your example. Mm. And, and let this mind be in you which was also in Christ. So that's something we must aspire to and pray, for, yeah. pray about. That's in chapter yeah. 2. In chapter 3, um, it's verse 10, uh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Mm. That, uh, and we're back to Ephesians again, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, so that I may know him and the yeah. power of his resurrection. Wonderful. That's something we should really Wonderful. want. And in verse 4, which, chapter we, four. Chapter four, yeah. which we've looked at today and last week, um, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So there's Christ our life, Christ our mind, Christ our, our uh, what was it, Christ our... our to knowing him, yeah. intimate knowledge, knowledge of him, and our Christ, our strength. Wonderful. And these are the four main themes. Thank you so much, John. What a, what a blessing. Um, just casting our minds back, the Lord's Prayer, looking forwards to Paul, who would carry that message. He was praying for Paul in chapter yeah. 70, and for us, yes. who are now carrying the message. And each generation, you know, as it were, has, the, has inspired by the Holy Spirit, is building the church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So I hope you're encouraged, you know, in your home, in your family, in your streets, in your community, carry on that message because you're fulfilling the prayer of our Lord and we're into Galatians next week. We made it. Thank you very much. <laughs>